about to go downtown. Downtown, hey! Downtown. You about to go downtown. Bomb, 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 bomb. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I want to start. I want to start by congratulating our Toronto Raptors doo, 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 on leading the series right now, two to one. It's a great feeling. And as I keep reiterating, it, it doesn't even matter to me personally at this point if we win the finals or not, because the fact that we're even at this stage and at this level, it's such an amazing time and thing to celebrate toronto is going crazy right now people just are wilding um i will say to everyone just please be safe out there because i know that in one of the celebrations where i seen the video and personally i didn't see anything wrong with the fact that the gentleman was celebrating with the rest of the city in toronto he was more than one person but he was on top of a police car and now i was told that that individual police are actually looking to seek to press charges so in hindsight i am disappointed that police are really taking something like that and divvying it up as crime but it is what it is so please celebrate but be smart be safe and let's go raptors Let's go Raptors indeed, but unfortunately, sometimes with celebration comes something you have to be like, is you for real? And in that situation right now, it's part owner of the Warriors, Mark Stevens. Now, I don't I like I've seen a lot of um, behavior when it comes to like the people at the ball at the basketball games sitting on wood um, courtside, you know, um, but seeing at the magnitude of this stage and just some things that i've i've just never seen done before i don't know mark stevens what made you feel like you had the right to put your pasty hands on cal lowry on from the toronto raptors yes it's the ops for you right now and yes you might have had some bears and yes you are currently you were you were at the moment you were tied up in the game and in the heat of whatever lawyers want to say but you were wrong because when i watched that video clip of the warriors part owner mark stevens sh shoving like shoving kyle lowry i literally watched that video so much i repeat till i all slow mode it down kyle lowry wasn't even on the man the man he was on the people next to him which this is not even the first time that someone's sitting on wood one of the players has like kind of jumped over it just happened with john legend john legend and chrissy teigen so i don't understand why you felt even though he wasn't even touching you he was in just in the vicinity of where you were you went out of your way just to push him again and i'm very 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 happy and proud i can say for once of a sports league this in this situation being the nba and standing up for what's right because i'm very sure that the same details i saw they saw as well and that is exactly why he was fined 500k mark stevens and he's banned one year from attending games in the nba which to me is fair enough because i've worked at places where it's um of higher statute for like fortune 500 company owners and you have certain rules and guidelines especially when you have access like that to in certain situations or places there's a certain code of conduct that you must follow and that my guy was not it so shout outs to nba for doing what's right you know cal larry shout outs to you for holding your temper as best as you could because <laughs> lord knows if i had had on that jersey and those pasty hands had touched me game or not you know i know larry's a philly man you know mm, mm, eat fruit mind your business so 
still celebrating the Raptors. Unfortunately, that is something that I must report. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the guys do in game four. I believe it's still in um, Oakland there, Golden State. And I'm hoping we take it again. We take it again and we win and we keep doing our thing. But nevertheless, as I said before, if we are unsuccessful in, in this series, I am still tremendously proud of the Toronto Raptors and everything this moment represents. Moving on, I don't recall if some of you remember a couple weeks ago when I spoke about Jason Mitchell and just the whole um, misconduct and him getting dropped from the shy and future projects that he was possibly going to be working on. Well, and it, Lena Waith has actually come forward and discussed the situation via The Breakfast Club, which I was very happy that one, she used that platform to discuss what was going on. And number two, the way she just discussed things, but we'll get into that more. So just a brief summary, if you recall, um, Tiffany Boone, among with other co-workers at the set of The Shy, described Jason Mitchell of, of behavior and misconduct um, that was unacceptable to the female and the woman there making them feel uncomfortable. Um, fast forward, they are now, um, Jason Mitchell is now no longer a part of those sets and future other sets that he had maybe lined up and he also got dropped from his agency. Now, we have yet to hear anything officially from Jason Mitchell and I don't blame him because it could be even one of those situations where like, I'm still remaining positive because I am just in such like disappointment and disbelief that Jason Mitchell is even a part of this conversation. But it could be one of those situations where like no matter what you stay, when no, no matter what you say, it still won't come off or be received how you intended. So it's better for him to just say nothing at all. Um, but at some point, I do want to and expect that his publicist would have him saying something. Okay, now Lena Wave had been on, well, she actually called into the Breakfast Club and spoke mainly through Charlotte Maine, but she discussed the, the, the fact of number one, I learned a lot of things through this conversation with her, but number one, the fact that, yes, it's it's the show, how it's presented, presented to us is Lena Waits, the shy, like, and it is her show, she sold the show, but she does not necessarily own everything at this point you know what i mean and her just going into explaining how she doesn't have the the authority like everyone thinks like the public might think she has and when it this being her first real set and experience in hollywood and really getting to see how things maneuver and work within the industry despite her prior experiences and pointing out the fact that she doesn't even have the authority to fire anyone she can even be fired from her own show so that was one thing for sure that stepped out to me where I was like whoa I didn't know that another thing was the fact that Lena White did Lena White did ugh, I feel like I have the lisp 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 today so i will just say lena but please it's no form of disrespect i'm just yeah my tongue's all over the place today no pun intended okay so she also elaborated on the fact that through this whole situation with tiffany boone and because she's not able to be at set every single day every single hour because she has other things working on of course and she's only one person she can't be everywhere all the time so one shift that she did try to do was hire ask for one permission she had to go ahead to see if she can change who would be in charge of being like the showrunner who would be charge in charge of certain roles that these people are kind of like connected in making staff feel safe and secure whether they're male or female so she Lena took it upon herself to get that permission. Okay, boom, she got it. Moving forward, she made sure to hire. She changed almost the entire staffing, she said, pretty much. Um, and she made sure that there was black woman in charge. Major point, because Tiffany Boone, 
not only is she a woman but she's a black woman in this industry and what she is describing that she's having issues with she's letting lena know as much as she can but apparently there was already a situation with hr and they kind of sat down and discussed it everyone was like okay cool and they'll come back to work so the fact that something had arisen again or jason mitchell has had continued his behavior was really a disappointment which led to ultimately him not being allowed back on the property nor set and tiffany boone just deciding to go her separate separate ways even though everyone said she is more than welcome back but given the circumstances da, 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 eat fruit mind your business so moving on to say it's 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 crazy to me that lena wave the way how the media spins it i guess her is the face of the shy and it's an amazing show. I love what it stands for and how she em- employs all these individuals from Chicago, etc. But it's crazy to me how she doesn't have that authority to do certain things as we had thought. You know what I mean? And it just makes you go on to think when you're hearing of all these other situations happening on set. Could it slightly be similar situations? And it's just those directors and those executive producers didn't have the balls enough to come out to be like hey i actually don't have a say i wish i could do more i rather know that my job is like like be real which is what i feel lena waith has done and she didn't did admit to not actually wanting to come out and discuss all of this prior to the showrunner kind of trying to put her on blast and throw her under the bus which everything lena said like literally you know sometimes when people are talking and there's just something within you while listening or taking in that person that you just feel like it's totally an individual experience but i just feel like she's not lying like i definitely feel that yeah she tried to be there as much as she can but like at the same time it was like tiffany yo i can't do this for you this is the road and the path you choose to go on like i've talked to jason i've talked to etc and i've done what i as as far as am i handspan can go so now it's your turn if you're ready to turn this up with hr and everything else you go for it i will never tell you no and that's exactly what it seems has went down um lena waith isn't even in control of who stays or leaves the show like (laughs) these things just still really baffle me you know and the fact that she made these changes making sure there were black women in charge making sure there were certain things set into place to make tiffany among other black women feel accepted and available to come into work and the fact that these things still continue i it's 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 hard because one obviously jason played such a great role in the show and if you follow the show you know the story with his younger brother and just his aspirations to becoming a chef and etc it's a beautiful story which like a lot of people don't view us that way and these situations happen more than we know of so it was great and he's a phenomenal actor even according to lena he is like the black tom hanks and i I'm sorry to say, regardless of this mishap, if Jason really does get all of his ducks in a row, um, I expect even more bigger and better things from him. But um, yeah, it's just crazy to me that you would think that, okay, we have an all black cast and our crew that, or majority of the cast and crew at the set is black, that we are gonna ride for each other. But instead this lady is trying to like turn over and put the blame somewhere else. And it's just like, I really commend Lena, even through her talking, you can hear her just holding back at like the pettiness or whatever, because you can genuinely, genuinely tell that, yeah, she did care. And yeah, like, yo, I take ownership for the parts that maybe I did lack because yes, I wasn't on set as much as I, I could have or should have been, but we are where we are now. And I still did as much as I could in my authority. So for someone else to be like, oh, okay, well, you got to pretty much be like, oh, you got to talk to Lena. You got that. That's foul. And man, I tell you, that just reminds me of so many situations, just being in the workplace, in the corporate world. And you finally see someone that shares your your melanin and you're like, yes, you're happy to see them. But to be honest, sometimes they're the worst ones. They're the worst ones within the company. It's like some real 
not gonna, but just some real things and it's and it's sad it's sorry to say but it's almost like that that slavery mentality of just like oh i don't want to get caught i don't i don't it, you know and pushing the other ones to the side and that was wrong because at the end of the day which lena and tiffany and everyone understand is just sticking together like you know you can always point the finger but does that really create a solution at the end of all of that you know what i mean and sometimes i feel like even within like black issues that is part of the problem where people are so focused on where the finger is to be pointed and who is to blame and and who did this and who did that and not concentrating on the steps which is moving forward and creating the actual solution and actually putting an action plan to those things because you can sit around for forever you know what i mean pointing fingers and blaming that can go on for centuries so shout outs to lena waith for not wasting time with negativity as much as she could as possible because once again just like how larry this is another one of those situations where it's just like wow <laughs> what did the guy say it's above me now it's above me now <laughs> like that's how i feel you know um also the fact that she did share that she did have conversation conversations with jason because as i said earlier we are kind of anticipating what does he have to say about all of this and you know i get it lena she talked she discussed on the fact that you know yeah maybe because of her choice of sexuality etc he doesn't naturally decide to disrespect her like that but for whatever reason she said he has to get right and they have had conversations and just how he should treat women and how would he treat her and etc and it's just as people know lena is also a part of this times up movement and for it just upsets me that people would try to like throw her under the bus like what reason does she have to lie the show is like partially her baby what reason does she have to lie and jeopardize all these things just to save her ass in the long run when the truth is gonna come out so only time will tell and this will unfold and you know prayers up for jason mitchell prayers up for tiffany boone prayers up for the shy because I don't want the show to be ruined and I'm just praying that men you just be more conscious of what you're doing and aware and women please be conscious and aware of what you're doing as well and know that the power that we have right now because the slightest wrong thing said or whatever that's someone's life you know so that is that <laughs> yes Moving forward, once again, um, I love, I honestly, I have like a genuine love for David Letterman, like just one aspiring to be on that level at some point in my life. He's just such a great person to just watch and learn the art of interviewing and, and just transforming that into natural conversation. And he is just great moving forward from that that is why i love his show that he has on netflix my next guest needs no introduction um it's a great concept kind of similar to um coffee with celebrities which was with um jerry seinfeld which love him as well and um the new season has finally dropped which is great he had people like um who's that race car guy Hmm, forgot his name but he had tiffany haddish um ellen degeneres i forgot who else he had and kanye west of course kanye west was the one for me personally out of all the names listed for the new season i was like want to watch this right away because just thinking about david letterman and his style and kanye west and everything that's been happening at the end of the day people want to hear what kanye west has to say good or bad so i watched it and <laughs> I watched it. Um, first of all, let's just discuss the fact of like David Letterman saying that he was nervous and scared. Like, I haven't really heard him say that a lot in years of just watching him. So, the fact that he felt that feeling with Kanye and just watching the interview, it led me to thinking was he scared to be honest with him of certain opinions of not agreeing with him, or also the caliber of like him just overstanding the weight of maybe what this interview means because of like the timing of everything 
Another thing was that I loved the fact that Kim was there and she was sitting at the front. I get it, but at the same time, I really enjoyed seeing her there, showing support to Kanye and just the fact of like his bipolar and just learning more about mental health and educating myself more that way and just knowing of him needing that support and backbone is great to see that she's there like that because you could tell a lot of the time when he was talking in that audience, Kanye West, um, to the audience, sorry, a lot of the time you can pretty much line up with where Kim was sitting and he was looking at her. So it was just one of those things where it's like, you can totally see that he's feeding and getting his strength from her, which was beautiful to see. Um, I loved how David Letterman started off the interview. Um, I recall because I am a social worker or I have graduated from social work and I do recall like in courses when you're learning how to speak with clients or patients um, just different techniques that they teach you on how to like introduce a conversation how you start um, how you maybe dive into certain topics without throwing the client way off base and just you know kind of setting the tone for what's to come and working your way up because it's really like a slow and steady race you know and it was it's just beautiful to see david letterman in his art and in his craft and he started off just talking discussing family and sharing stories about himself and then leading into kanye sharing like the fact of how he of how he has breakfast or how he puts what song he sings to his children at night before he puts them down to bed and that to me was beautiful because number one we at some point regardless of who it is we do need to be reminded that at the end of the day these people are human they have families their parents and they're going through life stresses as we all are because money money doesn't fix everything you know so that was beautiful to see and you could tell it kind of helped Connie lighten up a little bit because at, at the same time I can only imagine for him going into any any interview at any point these days it's just kind of like you don't know where it is going to lead to so you need to like stay on point now um also wanted to get into um when he started specifying about his like individual relationships with his father and his mother and something that i learned which i didn't know about Kanye's dad was the fact that he he was also one to be known to be grabbing the microphones and and speaking his his truths and Kanye shared that and he was just kind of like sharing on his whole genetic programming etc but he's just like obviously his dad wasn't as famous so not a lot of people took to that so that helped me have a bit more of understanding to know that okay Kanye wasn't just doing this to do it like it's something that is a part of him and how and why it has come become a part of him and um you can it's just it's beautiful even to hear when he goes into speaking on his mom and the China experience and just learning so much from that experience and then her passing away and with the whole full circle of the Takashi Murakami bear and the mother getting it for him and him telling her it wasn't the right one but then she had passed away and he had searched everywhere so much and it 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 shows a lot of commonality and a lot of things that you can relate to when it comes to Kanye and to be honest, that's why this interview possibly is so important for Kanye, because when you think about it and how Kanye got introduced to us as a world musically, it's through familiarity, through through us being comfortable and having relation to the things that he was talking about. You know what I mean? Can't tell me nothing. College dropout. So many things to relate to. You know what I mean? When it all falls down and the list just goes on and on and on and on. So that was really beautiful to be reminded of that because a lot of the times now when discussing Kanye I do feel not anger but not pleasant thoughts come out right at first um also him just diving into the fact of like getting into the music and him finally deciding that hey he's not just going to be labeled as boom this type of artist he wants or producer he wants to be an artist as well and him kind of holding off Jesus Walks which is 
one of the largest records of Kanye's whole career um, to himself and not playing it for Jay-Z and people kind of like attacking Kanye to be like, are you crazy? Are you are you dumb? Like, how are you not playing this for my man? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was that was really a dope story also to hear and the fact that he was sharing that. And I also want to point out the fact that that was the point where I even seen it with David Letterman. He's like, oh, you're bringing up Jay-Z? Because I didn't bring him up first. And mm, mm, mm. So as soon as we heard his name, you know you're at the edge of the seat because David Letterman can't let that bomb drop and not follow it up. So he continues on to just asking a little bit more about Jay-Z in terms of like music and how the relations of in that sense and Kanye just talking about how they're both kind of self-centered about their music and expanding on that and being a rapper is all about the narcissism and etc and that kind of led me to thinking just on the off note is it possible to be a successful rapper without being narcissist without being full of yourself I really love if some of you could answer that for me because it really put me in deep thought and it's like damn like a narcissist, yes, can be good and bad, but it's like, is that really what it takes to be a successful rapper? Why can't I just be like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I don't think I'm that great, but I love you, I love you, I love you, and still be like chart topping, you know? So, hey, I love if you guys can like share your opinion on that with me because I really like to know. Um, as well, Connie talks about just of course the rapper that he's not allowed to mention or his family members i.e drake which i feel is a bit extra because it's like come on guy like the more and more time goes on and this whole thing is playing out is like i i don't want to get eat through mind your business i'm not getting caught up in the mix but i just i'm believing drake more and more and more because it's like why do you have so much to say if it if it's not off of a guilty conscience like you can say whoever told you information etc but like why are you so on it why are you on twitter why are you apologizing which i really wish david letterman would have went into those things but hey can't win them all um but just diving into that like what like like what was that all about why would you do that and to start off lying by saying you didn't do it which is clear you change your story over time and you're leading with love and all these things it's like come on bro you still have to own 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 the stuff and know that just because like you're you're saying sorry doesn't mean people are going to forgive you right away you know then um he <laughs> david letterman's response was to kind of laugh and he said hey like what happened there and you know Connie goes into the fact and it was crazy that he quoted I don't know about for you guys but for me personally listening to Drake's Scorpion project hearing emotional I definitely feel like majority of that record was dedicated not dedicated but like pointed towards Connie and and speaking on a lot of those things and and it, and I already thought that so by the time interviews in progress and Connie is like and one of his favorite lines and I was like yeah nigga you were listening to that one weren't you <laughs> you're meddying on them lyrics weren't you you know so he said that he loved the line where he's like i told my story that made his story and i was just kind of like are you one are you trying to like troll because are you trying to say drake like your story made drake's story or like what do you like what are you loving about that you know what i mean I know I personally love the line because double entendre, etc. Drake is just amazing. And yes, I did feel like, okay, he did tell his story, which made someone else's, you know, his story, which made history. Oh, <laughs> like, you know, but at the same time, what, it, what was that acknowledgement about? Because still, regardless of whatever you want to say, like Kanye is a genius and he doesn't just say things without having intent of some sort behind it so only time will tell with that um he also discussed you know using his art as his superpower and also using it to make money but i feel like if it's your superpower wouldn't it be wouldn't it be tainted by the way i don't know like i just mm, i try not to like dwell too much on word for word what kanye says but it's just kind of like admit that you know 
you're just going with the flow and you're doing what comes to you and it's cool to be an artist etc but like like and you definitely do deserve to be paid for your art and what you put out there but at the same time like the blasphemic fashion that you're putting out in these spirit shirts and window to the soul and all these things like fam i feel like i need more definitive response from you then when it comes to certain things if you're going to be going down this route because how can you be giving props to people like easy and etc but then at the same time i know i was so happy that david addressed connie about it is like you're supporting people like trump and even then even up to now connie can still not specifically say you know what i fucked up this is this or nah that's my boy this is this is it he's still like redirecting and be like you know how many people i know that work for me personally and they love cotton and they love trump and like my guy my guy um as usual he goes to his speech about like fair and how it leads us and which is which is completely correct you know what i mean a lot of us our lives dictate you or dictate us by fair and the more and more you come to that realization and just kind of try and live your life to be like you know what i'm not going to lead in fear and i'm really just trying to be the best individual i can be and just kind of get rid of those jitters and just do it like nike you realize how things change because you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results in your life point blank period so if it's the job or if it's goals that you want to accomplish or whatever the case is like you can't keep doing the same things that you were doing to get to that result and expect a different result at the end of it so you must level up and change up the scenery and do different things um it's nerve-wracking for myself like there's so many examples i can give of things where i was like yo i'm totally about to have diarrhea need to go to the washroom but you just do it like what's the worst as i've been telling myself for 2019 like what's the worst that's gonna happen it's gonna be a no so keep that in mind and you know i love the fact that you know they just you got to have that conversation again with kanye and realizing that okay he's still somewhere in there but something is off and i love the fact also that he spoke about like his mental institution experience and how they treat you once you're in there and just the diagnosing and the pill popping and just letting it be known or understanding more of what that experience is experience is like for someone else on that side of the fence regardless of how you feel about them you know so that is a huge 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 thing to be discussed and i'm very happy that he put a voice to that because the more and more we talk about it is more and more it will bring awareness (sighs) yeah (laughs) so thank you now i'm going to dive into my review of love and hip-hop and ti tiny and friends for this week's or the most recent episode okay starting with love and hip-hop um i love the fact that they go on these trips but the formula that you guys are using for these trips now is just getting getting a little bit redundant and it's sad because it's important for me that Americans do learn more about the Caribbean culture and I'm happy that you guys actually went somewhere where more of our ancestors are etc like Trinidad you know stuff like that okay so they go to Trinidad and hot mess poo is just a hot hot mess and it's just like I've always loved Bambi but like this episode you know people don't want to highlight those things but in this episode like she really really was just mm, 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 preaching up the things because you know poo like why are you doing that why are you acting like that why are you bringing sheets with alleged shit stains in it all the way to trend why are you doing all this you know what i mean and it's just like i hate those i don't want to say hate but like i really dislike those females that you you overstand that you're just at a point in your life that you cannot be friends with them anymore and for whatever reason it's just like they won't let it go and it's not even like 
you're trying to be rude you don't want an argument it's not like whatever you just overstand the point at life you are at mentally and that you can't like be within that space anymore and it's sad that seeing a grown woman at whose age over the age of 40 still acting within that manner you know but then again her whole storyline is proving that her and her three her husband had a threesome with carly so whoop there well there that is um i really love the fact that bambi just was kind of like when you when you interact people like that it's not even a point of trying to make them understand or make them apologize you just mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay and eat free mind mind your business and tread on move on because those people are crazy and they have nothing to lose you know so shout outs to bambi for just talking that realness um <laughs> i hope that her and and mr mr have things all lined up but beautiful blessings and congratulations once again to them and their family and their new blessings and i don't have children so i can't speak on the feeling of not really wanting intercourse after that stage but you know to each their own and as i said everything at times it just needs a conversation and i'm sure they will have that so there is that um craziness with jaseel and his lady like how are you getting ready to propose to your woman or whatever it's like okay one side there's that caribbean culture where i know there's certain people in the caribbean where certain parts in the caribbean not for the jamaicans but like for you know dominicans and those people i know everybody dance with everybody and it's not an issue sister dance with husband in law would like whatever anything goes you know what i mean everyone's joking joking having a great time now for some other you know americans jamaicans etc they don't like to share their dancing partner it's not a thing of everybody dance everybody so i totally understood when my girl kind of turned and seen jaseel throwing the water leaking that water onto that lady's ass and just having a dirty wine good of a time and <laughs> how are you getting ready to propose to your lady and you know it was just hilarious because i got the seriousness of the situation but it's just like they're both drunk as shit and they're cussing each other she's like no 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 so hey we've all been we've all been there so <laughs> you know i hope they work things out i really do hope he gets a chance to propose i mean they are stretching out this trinidad trip into so many episodes of mona so we're bound to see an engagement hopefully at some point because I really do feel like she brings out a really good side in him from what we see. But an issue did come up where it's just kind of like, I don't have any kids, but my partner has, in Jocelyn's case, eight children and four baby mothers. And who wants to be the fifth? You know, and this is a conversation numerous times I've overheard heard with women engaged with women and it's just kind of like to each their own you know what i mean but it's serious conversations that you definitely need to have with someone especially especially if you're deciding to put a ring or a long-term life commitment to a certain situation and it's crazy because for me personally like i wouldn't I wouldn't want to date someone with kids because I don't have kids and I just want that experience for the both of, both of us to be shared and be a first at the same time. Everything is new to the both of us, but there are some, it just depends on what stages of life you are in as well, because you could be a big, you know, newly 50, 60 something year old person. It's kind of unrealistic to be like, I want to date with someone without kids. You know what I mean? Because at that point you already have family, grandkids, who knows? So there's a whole lot of adapting going on but at their stage it's just kind of like at the same time too they really never had that conversation like was that really news to you jasiel because i totally get where i believe her name is kendra is coming from and it's just like at the same time i get where he's coming from but fam like i get you maybe want to solidify your union but so definitely looking to see how that part of it plays out um it was crazy another one of the young ladies and another situation that i just unfortunately know so many females that go through that where their baby father their man is being mad disrespectful and not even 24 to 48 hours later some shit happens to him and guess who has to be the first one by his side boom 
you know so she really as far as we've seen on camera dealt with that like with poison the best way she could but it's it's hard because it's like what what do you do what do you you diss me you had other females up in our bed where our child is staying while you're watching my child while i'm making money for us you know what i mean you disrespected the union and then on top of that now you get shot and who's running to the hospital to check on you like and i gotta now dismiss dismiss or tuck these feelings somewhere to make sure you're good and it's like if i bring it up now i'm a bad person so hey teach your own and we're, we're definitely going to see how this one plays out because who chap moving on from love and hip-hop we got ti tiny friends family hustle um the most recent episode that i watch is king they're like out was it hawaii they're somewhere on family vacation basically they find out king is having sex um just that battle between ti and um tiny on just like who's allowed to say what to the child how's it gonna go is he allowed to do this do that and it's just wow parenting i give it up to all y'alls because <laughs> i know my ass got beat a lot from my mama too where it's just like certain things is a no-go so you know another thing that i'm just waiting to see how that works out um you're getting to see more of like Latoya's frustrations when it comes to just Regine's dating life and just being scared and nervous for a daughter and it's crazy because you know at one side you like you want to be down you want to be hip and I'm cool I'm with the shits but at the same time it's like it's hard because you know what hurt or certain things you've gone through and you're trying to just kind of caution that person from it but it's hard like sometimes it's really really hard to just numb yourself and say no they got to feel this. They got to know what's going on. And that's how it has to go. So I'm really praying that that situation works out between, you know, Regine and her mother, um, Bun Wife and Bucci, because like that was whack. Even like tweeting all that, whatever, like that's some whack shit. But like it's crazy to me because sometimes when I look at situations like this, for example, and I'm like, okay whatever guy is going to decide to date let's tell the truth decide to date little wayne's daughter he has to be on point because he knows dot 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 eat fruit mind your business but it's like this man is just out here why so eh, we'll see your mother did your mother did i talk to you no no all right <laughs> so we'll see how that one plays out Yes, yes. I just want to add a little bit more randomness and kind of just talk about some things that I've had a chance to just kind of watch personally and catch up on. Um, one of the things that I was hoping to discuss to in, in depth was um, When They See Us by Ava DuVernay, which... Yes, queen, keep doing your thing. Blessings on blessings. Um, but to be honest... At the space I'm in, even like with the hate they give us, it was it's really hard for me to watch that because that is just such a reality to me. And I know the story, I, I still played it so that you know they get the streams, but it's just like I I don't know if I have tears or enough anger left. Like I dangerous territory for me right now. So let me know what you guys think so far or are you the same as me where it's just something too heavy for you at this moment with everything going on in the world and you're just like i still support you but etc so let me know um another show or series that i love that i finally got to finish watching the whole season was um she's gotta have it with my beautiful black queen the wanda wise and all the other black queens as well um this season around for me i feel like it wasn't for lack of better words it wasn't like the same as season one but at the same time i enjoyed it maybe not as much or at a height maybe it's season one but i thoroughly did enjoy season two at the same time i mean they showed 
things on Puerto Rico and you've seen like the dynamic between um you know um Nola and her friends and just like the different situations individually they were going on and you got to see oh what I did really enjoy also from the season was the fact that you got to see a complete different side of Mars which was really dope because it's like you can't take him seriously because of all the shit but it's like he went to Puerto Rico and this and that he got like a lot of focus this season which does that mean a spinoff is in the works or like what is to come you know and um then it kind of dove into like the mix up of like <laughs> the whole cheating scandal and how that incorporated back into Nola's life with like Opal and the kids getting all mad disrespect Ooh, some of these lines of these kids I was like ooh, I I a couple of times I dodged sideways as if like a box is gonna come through the tv screen the way all these kids were like disrespecting their parents but you know tv why not mm-hmm. so it was just I wish that Opal and Nola could definitely continue to work on things like you definitely know there's a lot of love shared between them and she still went to her final art show and all these things but it's just kind of like yo what's what's going on you know um as well sorry about that my phone went off should add it on silent um Another thing that I love was just like the costumes, um, the art education. I was having this conversation where it kind of almost turned into an argument where it's just kind of like this market of this being a female, a woke female type of show. And I'm like, no, I see this as male and female can thoroughly enjoy the show. It's just the fact of like, I feel certain men have an issue of seeing women live so freely and be happy. And they're the ones in charge of the situation instead of it being the male that's in charge of the situation. So that was kind of interesting to see be played out on the screen. And I hope to see a season three come about. Um, Yeah. I really enjoy the show. Spike Lee, big ups. Um, <laughs> big up the rap chas. <laughs> oh, Louis Rankin is awesome. I love Toronto. I love my Caribbean people. Yes. Um, as well, I'm anticipating, I'm impatiently waiting for new season of Orange is the New Black. Love that show. And even though it's not as great as the first season, I feel like nothing can ever like replace that first season. It was just too lit, you know? But despite that, um, really looking forward to the last season. Um, love Dashka. Love all these females. So really great to see how it played out. Um, I watched a whole bunch of other random shit, but I'm not sure if you guys really want me to like go into like what i really watch personally personally because i'm a real weirdo i watch like random things but if you do want me to dive more into these reviews or for like different shows or maybe there's something that you want me to check out definitely don't hesitate to email myself at downtownworld at gmail.com and i read all the emails i sift through as fast as i can shit's a bit crazy but i do try my best to just respond to everyone and i do i'm so grateful and thankful for every single person that presses that link shares it with their friends even mentions downtown to anyone so good or bad so i am just so grateful and i want to just say thank you for that but if there are other shows that maybe you guys want me to um dive more into i'll definitely do that like i randomly recently got to get caught up on um kim possible the movie (laughs) which i love her and i loved it um but i don't know if you guys want me to review about that so if you do let me know and i'll do that next week um what are some other things that i wanted to just quickly touch upon before i leave you guys Ooh, my lovely lady cash doll she came out with a new banger with little wayne called kitten and i already hear it as an anthem it's bopping um little wayne i felt like we got a little bit of little tunchy on this he went off he went bananas on the verse and i'm just so happy to see cash doll's career just continue to go up and up and up and up and up because it is just yeah it's bomb um yeah i really i really really i really really yeah i really really enjoy that um as well of course summer jam went down got to catch some of the performances but not all so 
I don't want to dive too deep into that yet, but you know, mm, is hot 97 cutting me a check? Nah, but if you do, you know, ahala downtownworld at gmail.com. But um, yeah, enjoyed it. I love the fact that Cash Doll, Meg Dalian, and Melly all destroyed the stage with their big hits. I really wish they did maybe have more of a set each for themselves because they do have more lyrics. And I also wish that they weren't so close at the beginning and maybe a little bit later, but hey, that's what happens. Um, excited for the the final season of power um i'm not sure evangel is dead or alive so man's wanna know you know so um looking forward to checking that out apparently it's rumored that it's going to be um premiered in madison square gardens which would be pretty major so definitely looking forward to that um yeah also um a lot of beautiful black queens lately just gracing these magazine covers and just destroying them and i'm loving it so continue on i'm seeing you all zoe kravitz and lizzo's and everyone just destroying these covers so let's continue to do that um as well is future dropped his new project save me and i just I was taking it in at the gym, which this was a more sad future, but I was still like, damn, pulling up certain tracks like, yo, this is it. This is it. Like, I'm loving. Please tell me. um, Save me and all those tracks. So, you know, we'll see how the numbers do. But personally, for me, I can say that I've been thoroughly enjoying Future's new project. And there are a certain steady group of albums, honestly, from 2019. Shout out my Shea Butter baby, Ari Lennox. I love her. And um, I'm definitely hot girl shit loving Meg Thee Stallion's album. So yeah, definitely looking forward to all of those things to come. Um, Yeah, I'm loving that. yeah lastly i just want to reiterate again everyone just be safe you know finals turn lots of things going on but just be careful you know the cp24 the news is catching you unlike this idiot who said what he said on cp24 and thinking nothing would happen regarding Aisha Curry so please just be mindful like get turned do have your fun get wild but like there's a line you know what I mean certain lines don't cross because I don't want to hear that people are getting arrested over dumb shit so shout outs to everyone remain respectful but troll represent for your city Toronto um thank you so much to all of my other listeners I recently see this week we have Bermuda and Russia creeping up in the numbers of listeners so I'm really really grateful for everyone and I just want to say thank you I'm I'm constantly praying for all of us and just continue to support downtown for bigger and better things you can support us at shop um shopdowntown.bigcartel.com and also if you'd like to email me any inquiries or just you know say what's up share a story with me who knows i'll read it on the show if i'm really like stuck on what to say or if you want me to email me at downtownworld at gmail.com and have a blessed week <laughs>